Well, welcome everyone to another Celebrating Life teleservice. Tonight we have a very special guest, one of our monks in our Celebrating Life Spirit of Peace monastic community, Thomas Hildebrand. Thomas, welcome. Hi, Padre. You are so kind. It's, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm very grateful to be asked and to be on the call. Could you tell the listeners where you're at? Because I think it's a very interesting place and what you're going to be doing, and this kind of leads into our program tonight. So uh, it would you do that? It definitely does. But Padre, physically, Will, my son, and I are at the, one of the beginnings of the Camino de Santiago. I am in the southern tip of France in a town called Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, Really emotional, boy. I, I'm I'm a little surprised, but this is it's a rite of passage for us, for me, for Will, and and separately and together, and kind of like a walking prayer. So we're both excited to be here and and a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you begin tomorrow, don't you? We do. We have we have our first day. We're at the base of the Pyrenees at the right at the border of Spain. Oh, wow. So we will hike into Spain tomorrow or today. It's actually 2 o'clock in the morning my time. So we'll, we'll hike pretty much uphill all day. It, it's called, the name of the trail is called Napoleon's Trail. It's where he took his, oh, sure. his army. Thomas, can you give people a little background on what that journey is? Generally so speaking. this is there's there's a lot of caminos and I I Bobby gave me a book about one there are several in Italy too that go to Assisi from the Camino of Saint Francis this particular one that Will and I are on are, are where they carried Saint James bones and they ended up in Santiago and since then people have come to walk the same trail and then many other trails that lead to Santiago from different parts of Spain and Portugal. It is definitely, it's interesting, it's getting off the train, seeing all the backpacks and all the people and you can kind of feel it's, it has kind of a mythic almost, but definitely a, a spiritual root here that's very strong. That's so beautiful and I, I wanted to quote, educate our listeners of where you are and what your intention is. And uh, we've never had one, quote, this far away doing a teleservice, so (laughs) you're number one in that aspect. But again, the intention of starting this journey, which is there's many books written about it, there's movies about it. Someday I would love to do that myself because it's just an extraordinary spiritual journey. You're actually doing it in the physical realm besides tapping into the spiritual so it's both and and to have your son with you is just an incredible gift that you have for your family so wow thank you thomas for checking in you know, at two o'clock in the morning so you know. <laughs> thomas said he's going to cook everybody breakfast so just hang on afterwards <laughs> we'll all meet for breakfast <laughs> it's so amazing that you're always giving out what i have to offer here padre i really like it <laughs> appreciate it I'm it over is, here to it's, be truly helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it's Holy Spirit driven, right? Just like this, just <laughs> like this talk, yeah. and just like just like where we're going. You said something about intention, and it's it's very intentional. And there has been a lot written about it. And I I forced myself not to watch that Charlie Sheen movie. I really wanted to have oh, an original my own experience, yeah, in the yeah. present moment. Yeah. 
I've seen that twice, and it just it tugs at my heart, you know. Nice. And I think most people who have been with Celebrating Life understand that, maybe in a, a different way, but we all have our journey. But here it's a physical besides spiritual journey, so kudos to you, and please take all our, our prayers with you in your backpack, okay? Please, please, yes, you, everybody, please tap in as I go, or as we, as we go, the Will and I have our colors, the alchemy of the trip is this white gold, indico, red, and gold, and light blue. So if you want to tap in, those are, those are the colors that are going to take us at uh, the end of our 10 days. We're only doing 10 days. This is 500 miles. We're doing wow. 140 miles. Well, good for you. Do a mile for me, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Walk a mile for the Padre. How's that? So now, how old is your son? Will is 17. I think, as I heard everybody come in on the call, I think just about everybody knows him. He just graduated from high school, so this is totally a rite of passage. And he's taking a gap year, so he has an interesting interesting journey and he's he loves devotion and loves to meditate and so he's a great traveling partner for me that's beautiful beautiful well with a great intention so i mean but we're privileged to have you on the call tonight and we're talking about the sacred heart thomas would you open with prayer especially where you're at emptying yourself be filled with the holy spirit so would you bless us with an opening prayer i'd be happy to Holy Spirit, come be with all of us in our hearts, now in our homes, or wherever we are. Yeshua, we ask that you come in closer. Let us feel you. It's your sweet presence, like a brother that I just so resonate with and appreciate. Heavenly Father, help me to want what I already have. Help me to be in this present moment through the rest of my life. Help us all to explore the unity and and the Christ consciousness in this community. Help us to be curious give us answers so we will know more fully our soul's path for it is peace that we look for contentment the journey to loving ourselves knowing ourselves more fully in your presence God Amen That was such a beautiful grounding prayer, Thomas. I believe it's you're starting your journey, your walk already, but walking in the spirit. I'm just, I'm touched by that prayer, and I'm touched where you're at in the in the world, (laughs) because we all want to take journeys ourselves, go on trips, whatever. But knowing you're doing it, and I don't say on celebrating life behalf. I know we talked about carrying our prayer requests with you. So whether it's a community, whether it's individuals. We're, we're told to pray for one another, and we do that as a ministry, but you're also taking those special intentions with you to St. James. So that's going to be a beautiful thing. But we're talking about tonight the, 
divine spirit, sacred heart of Jesus? I know, Thomas, you have been encountering that in your own walk with God. So tell me a little bit about your encounter with the sacred heart or maybe the first time you've heard about it. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't expect that question. So the first time I heard about the sacred heart was looking at Mother Mary Guadalupe. And I'm not quite sure I was young, but her heart was illuminated somehow and continues to be illuminated. I grew up a preacher's kid. And at 14, I left home and and left the kind of the fold. Most everybody on this call knows this about me. I have always had and experienced something unique that felt like it came from my heart. But I couldn't really or never really was able to and never really had great teachers until Dana, Padre, Bobby, you, all of you have, that came into my life to really helped me direct this love of devotion that I've always had. So God never left my life, but my ability to understand how to get directed toward my relationship with Yeshua, with Christ, with God really grew just in the last, I don't know, five or six years that I've known you, Padre. Yeah, I think like all of us, Thomas, and you included, you know, mentioned about walking away from God on a sense of four season or years, whatever it might be. But then there's this little knock on our door, meaning our hearts, and something draws us back into that mystery. We all have that, whether it's the Sacred Heart of Jesus, Sacred Heart of Mary. There is a way in, or there is that knock on the door, which is our heart. And the scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added. That knocking goes on, and it continues. It could be subtle, or it can be loud. But however we hear the, the message, the voice, it says, answer the door. And it takes mm-hmm. a while for us to do that. But once we open the door, I think we need to empty. But besides being filled with his, her presence, which is just an extraordinary thing. I think you you were a part of what it's called the process with some of the FSD. I, I was. I was. And then, and Padre, just to come off of what you just said, that. We, we knock on the door with so many different mindsets or places where we're close or away from our heart. And, and I love that piece, Come to Me with Empty Hands and an Open Heart, because it, 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 really, it really shows how it's, that, it's so Old Testament. It's like God telling Moses to take his shoes off in front of the burning bush and, oh, yeah. and that the Aramaic for taking your shoes off is to shed so he really had to shed. So emptying hands is I'm, I'm shedding myself in order to be in this place. Closer to God, that, we really have to come towards him, towards yes. her. Yeah. Again, I think it reminds me of when I first met you a couple of years ago, whatever that long, four or five years ago. And I remember <laughs> you were such a little Todd back then. And, and I remember <laughs> seeing you and going, oh, he's a prodigal. Didn't know beings of who you were, but God read your heart immediately. And but again, what I saw was Christ or devotion. I seen the nugget that I think it's in every single person, but sometimes it's illuminated, and then the call begins or the knock begins. And I think that was part of your turning back 
towards bringing God full force back into your life. And, and now it becomes more devotional where it just becomes a good spiritual habit because now it's your beloved, you know, and not just mm. somebody we read about. That's, that, that was it. That's beautiful, Padre. Thank you for hitting the nail on the head for me. I, that moment you said the prodigal is, is here, I'm, and then you dropped me for the first time in, in <laughs> uh, New Jersey so many years ago that, that I, I, it really beat into me that, that I, was, I was mouthing the words that I wanted to feel mm. and that there was a receiving that lit up and took place in that moment and just has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger the more I work on my building that spiritual muscle. It's for, for lack of a better term, it, it, it really was a door that opened. Wow, that was way back in New Jersey. Wow. It was. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, you, wow. you started making fun of me way back then. <laughs> <laughs> it's my duty. I think that I, I have a calling for that for you. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. It keeps me humble, definitely. We could Praise tell to- I, could, I could tell stories about you humbling me. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is about the sacred heart. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, it was heartfelt. Anyway, you asked me about the process. Yes, so, I did. So I, with a group of seven others from, from FSD, just did this, had this experience called the process. And, it, and I'm going to make a, a lot of generalizations and just to, to not take up a lot of time, but it, it's a psychological totally therapeutic process of going to and meeting and, and relating to my inner child and my intellect and my higher self. And I created a relationship with my child that I did not have before. I also found out in looking through like old pictures of me with my family that I thought I had come from a happy family or that I was, I had the, the experience was more, looking at a picture where my mother was sitting and, and very nice mother of the fifties. I think I may have been five or six years old. I've got my hand on her knee, but her hands are folded on her lap. And what the therapist was saying to me is there's no love there. There may be motherly like protection or that whatever it was that she was holding for me as, as her son, but there weren't a lot of pictures of me with her arms around me or my father for that matter. And there were a lot of pictures. I saw, I had a lot of pictures with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so delving into that really woke up uh, a pain. And it's interesting reading Eckhart Tolle. He calls it a, an emotional pain body. And it comes from having an experience in life that is not fully faced and accepted in the moment it arose. So it leaves an emotional pain behind and we, the group of us did individual and group therapy, and we really focused down we, on where that was, what they were specifically, and we allowed that cathartically to be let go in the room with all of us present and also heal it and give, have forgiveness. So it That's was beautiful. quite something. Taking it in the physical realm or the emotional Mm -hmm. realm, and allowing it to surface. And to me, one of my terms, or Ron Roth used to call it inner healing, where Mm -hmm. we go back. Therapy can do that. 
this is a type of therapy, but they actually kind of set you up for that. But ultimately, it's the spirit's work because it gets uncovered. Then we get the release. And God can do it in a moment, but he also says, I've given you the tools. So whether it's just a, a prayer life where we continually go to the divine or use these therapeutic tools to position us to heal. So I just think it's a beautiful. So in the end result then, what was your, what did you feel happened? I felt broken. Okay. Well, I felt I walked in. I have a, a characteristic of wanting perfection. And so there's arrogance with that. And that, and that showed up right away because they, they asked me how I felt about something. And I, I closed my eyes and I went into my 11th chakra and I did all my FSD tools. And the, the therapist called me out in front of the group, said, why are you hiding? And I was like, I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm being my true self. And they were like, no, you're, you're not talking about your feelings, my friend. You're, you're somewhere else. You left your body. Wow. So, so something, happened, something happened in a deeper way that I started to feel like, like starting to pray with my hand on my chest or mm. starting all my meditations with my hand on my heart. And then this went somehow I, it was like a well that when the things started to be releasing out of that well, there was something brilliant there, which felt very, very sacred, Padre, that feels like I started to have an experience with my, that, that sensation that, they, that the Catholics talk about, Jesus' burning heart, mm. and how he invites us to unite with him. Yes. I agree with that. That's a beautifully, for me, it's beautifully described. I understand that. And maybe our listeners do not, but there is a burning that goes within. It's a calling. It's a, it's a drive. Thomas, when you were speaking of your own experience, during multiple healing services that I've been involved with over the years, I've had all these probably same experiences you have, call it in a supernatural way. And for me, it's, let's say I'm stuck to the floor and can't run can't get up and it's like why am I stuck here and the emotional part of that uh, what I experienced was going back to my childhood and my conflict with my mother or my father or my siblings or an act that I was not good wasn't kind to other people whatever it might be it was like a movie going on but yet all the emotional parts were there and you had this eight-week therapy and it's like I just had God take care of it and either one works the idea is we need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, our hearts. And so whether we do it in the physical or the emotional or the spiritual, these are all tools in order to lead. And you're describing the sacred heart. We talked about Jesus at the door knocking. And so mm-hmm. there are things that we know of individually, personally, that we're not willing to look at. And it's difficult to find a person, whether it's a mentor, a padre, a priest, a guru, a best friend, or a therapist that can maybe share what's on their heart, you know, because we're so wrapped up in being good, how the public looks at us, it's hard for us to open up. Really, the calling of like all our lives is to grow, draw closer to divine. But if we have these blocks, these emotional blocks, these physical blocks, whatever it might be, that really holds us hostage, and we only can grow so far. 
and I think everyone knows what I'm talking about here. To me, it's reaching further than we've reached before. And the Jesus words, seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added. So when we reach for his heart, it begins to show us our hearts. Because mm-hmm. to me, Jesus is one of the safest ones. Yeshua is one of the safest persons, or Mary, that will be tender enough to allow me to grieve or be angry, whatever it might be, in order for it to come through. I'm delighted that you and that group had that experience. And knowing coming to Celebrating Life retreats, a lot of times that supernatural ability shows up. And sometimes people are afraid of it because it's brand new. But it actually, it's like Yeshua unlocking the door to the trauma in our lives or the discouragement or the grief in our lives. It can be very supernatural when it happens. It's so true, Padre. I I actually, I have a little story, if it's all right. Sure. Um, I contracted at the beginning of this year. I I have a custom home. I'm a general contractor, and and I contracted with a client that seemed very nice, and it was a a large project, and things right at the beginning of the project started to go wrong. And, And there were part from my team, part from subcontractor I hired, but there were little things, and we rectified them right away, but... Padre, I got fired off this job. And right before I did, I was worried whether I was going to be able to take this trip with Will. And so I booked part of it. I booked the the part on the Camino, but I didn't buy plane tickets. I didn't buy any hotels. And I didn't do any of it because I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to come. And then one day that this guy, this project manager that they hired, walked in the room and just said, you know, we're taking you off the job. And, wow. and I, I crashed. I was, it was horrible. And I ran to St. Rayfield's. I sat in there and, mm. and I couldn't hear anything. My mind was talking oh, way sure. too much. I, and, and then I, I, fortunately, a client texted me and said, can you help me? And I thought, oh, great, I can be of service to somebody else because I'm a wow. mess. And wow. I went and worked for the rest of the day. And, then, and by the time the next day came around, and, and of course, I've got these wonderful friends in my life and loves that are great at telling me what the truth is when I have trouble seeing it. It was a gift. Because what I wanted more than anything was to be able to take this trip with, with Will, but also the, the project was so out of alignment for some reason, just it wasn't going to be easy and it was going to last another 12 months. I still have to resolve some business things, but I'm not going to get hurt too badly and financially. And, and it, it brought me closer to the, to the presence and getting out of my mind and into my heart in a very kind of broken way. Wow. That's is huge, Thomas. Based on all of us, nobody wants to be rejected. No one wants to be fired, hello, and whatever we're doing, because we're supposed to be doing it with the best of our abilities, and when it's not good enough. Thomas, using the quote, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added, really, to me, what God wanted, and you already knew that with Will, is take this trip. And Mm. even though your work had a conflict, God solved it because he wanted your hearts. He wanted your hearts. And what an extraordinary gift. And to me, a year ago, if that would have happened, you wouldn't have lasted <laughs> a year in mm-hmm. survival mode because you would have kept reliving this rejection. And exactly. And the work 
and being close to God, realizing peace is more important to you than anything else because it's your relationship with God. And like all our listeners, when we have trauma, and we all have traumas in our lives, whether it was family, workplace, maybe getting kicked out of your apartment or home, making you move, whatever it might be, your children move home, now it's another stress. You never know what the challenge might be or a health challenge. They're presented, but where do we go to? You found it. You went to San Rafael because that is a place of solace, even though your brain won't allow you to because <laughs> you had to process it. But again, yeah. and this beautiful call came from a client says, could you help me? And you're back in service. You're back in your heart. And it's like, wow. Talk about a beautiful mystery. So you're and will be divinely set up for this trip. It's God or yes. and it's like I cheer both of you on. Thank you, Padre. It is that seeking. I've been reading a lot of the keys of Yeshua by Glenda Green. Oh, um, yes, great it's, book. it's on this. Yeah, it's on the student reading list. It, and it, it, uh, wow, it's been so powerful for the last like year that I've been reading it. Thank you, Ryan, for putting it in my hands. The thing that you said about peace is, is really interesting because there's, there's a part of the natural selection of things, which comes from chaos. I mean, the physical universe came out of chaos. N- nature always goes to what's the path of least resistance, which is chaos. And there's something that's brought out of that through a structural integration of harmonious al- alignments. Those are the words he uses that create, that create peace. But we always go, we always go back to chaos in some way on a, on a physical level, there's an infinite capacity for peace in the sacred heart. As soon as I could slow down enough from feeling like somebody hit me, I got there and, and I'm, I was still a mess inside Padre, but sure. I, somewhere I could hold this sacred heart, that burning heart experience, and somehow I could get a hold of my inner child and, and just calm things down for a moment to have there be some perspective that wasn't there when it when it happened so you you're you took a tool that you just learned through the process others of us like myself i might grab my rosary and start praying the rosary or reading scripture going back to a place or a tool that brings me back to a place of peace and then the peace gets to take over because if we let our mind continually lead the way we all know what that's like <laughs> i don't need to <laughs> describe it anymore it's not an easy place because there are people who have a very difficult time of sleeping at night their mind mm, yeah. is so alert so on and they have a, a good night's rest is actually a, a blessing but i call it the peace that passes all understanding oh. i think in the book the keys of yeshua isn't there a chapter on restoring the temple yes yes there is it's interesting i was just thinking about that that jesus performed all these miracles yeah. and he showed that higher causes over physical conditions he exposed the fact that all the elements and laws of the universe can be found within the human constitution. That, that means that we have a door that we can open to our infinite possibilities. He, he re- redrew human design and the potential for a restored temple. 
that book, St. Man's Doorway, is the sacred heart. It's the I am. It's divine grace. It's the place of wholeness Jesus is directing us to embody. And the, the beautiful thing like we're doing right now, just being with you, Padre, or, or praying with Will or praying with any of you who are on the line, is this presence is most magnified when we share our rapture with others. Because our heart only knows, knows unity. It's a beautiful thing, Padre. You're, you're always somewhere in the retreats. You've got your arms stretched out wide and you call in the Holy Spirit. You tell us that we are in a container. And this is the beauty of this CLM community and the path that we're all on together and how we, how we radiate it all together and make it stronger. Well, you know, the, the principle, Thomas, you're speaking of is where two or more of are gathered in by name, there I am. Whether it's you and the Holy Spirit praying together or another physical person or a community in retreat or, or in church or synagogue or just being out in nature, making that connection. I think right now, let's just pause and let's gather together with one heart. You know, we're talking about the sacred heart, but we're made in the image as a likeness of God. And so with Yeshua's amazing heart, Our Lady's amazing heart, St. Therese, St. Rita, St. Claire, St. Paul, St. Thomas, we all have this beautiful heart that illuminates God's presence, and it gets to be shined back to us. So in this, just this place, maybe if we just want to place our hands on our heart as a point of contact as sisters and brothers, let's do that right now. Just say, come Holy Spirit. Refresh me. Restore me. Come over me. And bless this body, this soul, my family, my home, my children, our pets, our neighbors, our community our nation, this world, and let that consuming fire begin to burn as an invitation to come closer to that great I am, that I am presence. Let the keys of Yeshua unlock again those places we're afraid to look Thank you, O Lord, our God, for your charism, your character, as we seek first your kingdom, your presence, in all areas of our lives. We just say thank you, Adonai, Jehovah, Rapha, Maria, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Thank you, Padre. Wow, that was beautiful. You're welcome. And we're blessing all those taking the first steps on the road to Camille with you. So as you walk with your brothers, your sisters, with Will, starting tomorrow, everyone you'll encounter, the Holy Spirit will be with you. We will be with you to bless you and them on their way for transformation, for healing, for reconciliation. Mm for coming home again. It reminds me, Thomas, the, I know you did it, 
many who are listening in our community have done this when they took a vow, whether it's being professed a monk or ordained as a spiritual healer, that part of our sacred ritual is prostrating themselves on the floor, meaning emptying thyself, emptying to be filled, and to take the next step. Like a key to Yeshua, it opens a portal, that opens the door for the next step in your evolution. And it's really that spiritual evolution, fulfilling destiny, purpose, the will of God for your life. I don't say it's a simple act. It's, it's simple in its procedures, mysterious when it comes to the transformation. And mm-hmm. one of our ordained is actually going to become a, a monk in August, Barbara Rose Billings. And she actually went on a retreat and for preparation for this. And, you know, her transformation and it was with the monks. They got to do the chanting, and it's like it deared my heart that she would choose something like that to physically prepare, spiritually prepare for that. Now, like all of us, we have our maybe our plans for vacation. Hopefully, maybe it'll be on a spiritual realm that you might visit a church, a synagogue, a special place, portal, that you can actually feed your spirit. And it's in those places that I call it the portal opens, just as Will and Thomas will be stepping on the path. They'll be stepping into a new portal for themselves, for Christ to be revealed in an amazing way. But just consider that as you go on your own vacations or take time away for a retreat because it's so important. And I'm going to put out a plug. We'll have our fall retreat. There is an incredible gift when we gather together. And to me, it seems like it, it keeps intensifying. If it's hard for you to tap in, our community prays it up. We hold energy. We hold our intentions. So consider that for this year of tapping into that. There was something else, Padre. I don't know if you want to, if, if you have a direction you want to go or can I offer something? Sure, go right ahead. There was something about how our heart is this unique thing. It, as an organ, it's the first organ in the fetus that evolves. It has 40,000 brain cells. It beats 100,000 beats in a day. It is really a symbol of our very selves. You think about how people say he has his heart on his sleeve or, or we're brokenhearted. There's something about that's so important, and we're talking about it in school right now, about how to raise our physical vibration. Our, like we all, in devotion, our spiritual vibration, our spirit goes way up. And raising the vibration of the body has, has become a point that Dana's working on with all of us. And so really listening to where and how we're supposed to live our lives, what we're supposed to eat, the exercise, all those things have so much to do with how much we can evolve spiritually so that our body doesn't hold us back. Yeah. I just thought that we talked about the emotional body. We talked about the mental body a little bit. I love that piece that, that Ron Ross said that we have to feed the mental body with our, our minds with, with divinely guided knowledge. Yeah. And then spiritually, this is all, all of these things, how we open our heart spiritually through devotion and, and our connection to receiving. Growing up, being Catholic, in our bedroom, the boys' bedroom, we had two pictures of Sacred Heart of Jesus and Sacred Heart of Mary. And so mm. when you pick this topic of the Sacred Heart, it's like, wow. I mean, I go, it goes back to childhood. And wow. um, 
not understanding, I call it the template of where my life would go. And Mary has been such a huge grace in my life and to me really introduced me to actually the sacred heart of Jesus. I experienced hers, but it really led me more to Jesus and her whole role is to reveal Jesus, Yeshua to each of us. So we all play a part in that and devotion is such a huge part of, I call it the relationship. If someone on this call is looking for the more, I would just encourage you, even get that book, The Keys to Yeshua, very practical book, but it just is an eye-opener. But also reading the scriptures or using whatever, I call it the spiritual tool that uh, maybe you grew up with and you got away from. For some, it could have been church, like Thomas. He was a prodigal. And all of a sudden, now he's really found the heart of the message. I'm sure, I think your father was a minister and was your grandfather too? He was. No, grandfather owned a pharmacy. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he made the books then. <laughs> uh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, you know how we yeah. sometimes reject what's there, the message or the messenger. Mm. Message is there, but the, how the messenger is being created. And to really to open it up that all of us want to go deeper in our relationship with Christ. And the sacred heart is there. And I know there's in the Catholicism, there's the litany of the sacred heart. It just goes on and on and on. And to me, it can be rote, but also now that I've been on many, quote, spiritual retreats or Brazil or Medjugorje, all of these help me to tap into the grace that is actually within us. And if we're made in the image as a likeness of God. All the tools, all the hearts, all the openings, all the keys, all the portals are within us. Mm. And our role is to seek God. And to me, that's where prayer is so important. And in my world, maybe you just need to sit in silence and receive it. But for me, the the template is prayer, meditation, sometimes just the silence, because I can talk myself away from God (laughs) instead of just say hello, worship God, be open to it, and then allow grace, the silence to speak to us. So it can be a two-way conversation. And all that you're saying, Padre, in my experience, it all comes from our heart. It's, yeah. it's our doorway. Our heart perceives the unified relationship with everything. It's just been in this last year that I've, instead of my hands being down on my lap with my palms open up, my, one of my hands is on my heart and I'm breathing into it with every inhale and exhale and, and allowing it to expand. And something transforms. I'm, it really does. And we can call it presence, but it's really, I mean, in an, each one might have a different experience with that. I just remember on Sunday, I went to Christ Community Church, and they were doing worship, and I love their worship. You know, I can get caught up in that. It's one of my favorite things to do, because to me, it's intimacy with God, you know, just turning my gaze towards heaven. And at one point, the song took over me, <laughs> in a sense. I stopped singing, which I love to do, and just bawled, because presence was surrounding me, and it said, the shadow of the Almighty, just given me this beautiful embrace and it's like there's no other words it's what I live for is that embrace knowing that God is so close to me to you to all of us and if that is not a reality of yours let's make it a reality as we pray tonight as we close because it's intimacy into you I see 
and God wants to God knows everything about you I think we need to begin to reveal but it, the, the way the scripture points it out we need to worship God we need to turn our gaze towards that not tell him all about our stuff because he already knows even though we can but then we also need to listen just be with be with the divine because it's really a you know I think it's in Psalm 5 3 it says my voice shall you hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct my prayers unto you, and I will look up. So the, the invitation is, early in the morning, Lord, I will direct my gaze towards you. And I, I have this thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for my breath. Thank you for this day that's going to unfold. So I really kind of go through a little mini ritual before I get out of bed, just uh, put it my heart and my body in formation that says, okay, together we'll do this. Because yeah, I don't mm. want to do it without God. So it might seem very simplistic, but it's, I call prayer is very simple. It's, it's a beautiful thing, Padre. It's, I, I'm doing the same thing, and maybe it's because I've just heard you say that so many times. I just have it be simple in gratitude and, and yeah. speaking to Jesus first thing in the morning. It, just, it opens a door for where when it if, if I have fears, and I often do, I can offer them up, and they don't necessarily get taken away from my emotional experience, but my heart feels feels lighter. Mm, I agree. Well, let's offer prayers for all those who brought in their prayer intentions. Thank you for those who go on our website and daily pretty much put your prayer requests in because our community does pray for them every single night when they come in. So it's a it's a delight for us to, and we're honored to pray for you, with you. And, we, and also I, it's delightful when we also hear a response of the miracles that are happening. So continue to do both because we want to be there as a spiritual family for that. So let's begin, okay? Just imagine maybe, because you have your phones muted, maybe you have music on in the background. But if you don't, just listen to the angels. I normally invite the angels in when I pray. And during my day, open the day, is because they're there. They're waiting for us to say, hey, can you help? So, And the angels usher in this new beginning. This I call it opens the door, the portal, for prayer to be answered. So just talk to your angel. Just invite the angel to bring bring you to a place of peace where the very sacred heart of Jesus resides, where all miracles, signs, and wonders happen. And with Our Lady, Queen of the Universe, Our Lady of Peace, Medjugorje, come and dwell among us with all the angels of saints, our spiritual mentors, I thank you, O Lord our God, Raphael, come. Padre Pio, come. Padre Ranrath, our mentor, come. That cloud of witnesses that ushers in the throne of grace. The very atmosphere of that room you're in now is being filled with grace. Filled with miracles. So as we praise God, we thank God for its heavenly presence, her heavenly presence, his heavenly presence, in the very room we are. Just ask for what's on your heart. 
Maybe you're praying for physical healing. Just touch your body. Maybe it's for your children. Maybe it's for a family member or a person who's transitioning beyond the veil. Allow your intentions now just to be heard by the heavenly realm. And the angel's role is to assist you and bring them to Jesus. So we just allow the miracle-working power of love to fill, to fill for hope of glory. Father, you release the seeds of faith in each one of us. And as we pray, as we acknowledge, as we decree healing on all areas of our bodies, somebody has a shoulder issue or a shoulder surgery coming or has it, we just allow God's grace now, that creative miracle, to take place now in the name of Jesus. There is someone here who has rage as part of their demeanor, and that all t- sometimes we all have that, but it's more of a going it's growing so I just rebuke that in the name of Jesus I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus and I command the spirit of peace the spirit of love begin to open the door of the heart command all cancer in the name of Jesus I command that spirit of death I break its hold now over your body and replace it now with healthy cells healthy organs be filled with the Holy Spirit, that creative miracle. I thank you, O Lord our God, for backs, the lower back. Come, Holy Spirit. Maybe some of you might feel a heat that will begin to burn, just like we talked about the burning of the heart. I just feel the lower back, the spine and the lower back. Be transformed, be renewed, be restored. Align, align, align. I thank you, O Lord our God, for kind of get dizzy. So, and someone who has that, I command the name of Jesus now, the equilibrium to be balanced and whole. Come, kingdom of God, be done, will of God. Just a heart problem. Somebody might have heart palpitations or just a nervousness. Maybe it's a surgery coming up, but I just really feel like a pounding heart. And you've been trying to settle it down, but it hasn't. But I'm just speaking to it now. Heart, be still and know. God is in a moment. God's grace is with you. Thomas, do you have any word that you're getting? Padre, I heard to read one of the prayers out of the keys. It's short. Sure. Oh, Lord, take us to the place within where your wisdom is revealed. Take us to the state of beholding where your wonders are made known. Take us to where your light gathers upon the hills with the rising and the setting sun. Open our ears to your voice in the wind. Open our eyes to the specter of eagles. Open our minds to the healing of truth. Brighten our nights with heavenly glow. Brighten our hearts with moments of laughter. Brighten our lives with your love. Amen. Amen. So be it. What a beautiful prayer, Thomas. I'm just going to sign, close this with a prayer. 
May the good Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and grant you his peace, his shalom, in all areas of your life. And I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless everyone. Thank you.